What's up, everyone? Welcome to Candy Slapped. On today's show, we are going to talk all about how the world sees us as disabled people. Are we lovers or are we only patients? Coming up right now in Handy Slapped. Hello everyone, it is so good to be with all of you as my beautiful disabled disciples here on Handy Schlapped. I am your host, Reverend Jordan Schrader, and it's always a privilege and an honor to be with y'all every week just talking about life, just talking about what's going on in the world, all from a disabled perspective, and just what's going on in our lives and how does the world of disability affect the world around us we gotta think about how does the way other people see us as well affect the way we look around the world i've been thinking a lot about this lately thinking a lot about how does what others feel about me affect how i see myself a really significant thing in the disabled community is talking about disabled people being asexual or disabled people simply not knowing how to engage in sex or being purely sexless because they're unable to engage in love and sex and everything in between not being seen as lovers almost seen as like pets or more commonly disabled people are often perceived as patients as in medical patients and nothing more nothing less it's this really strugglesome in between where we are unable to just barely reach the threshold of what it means to be a normal person. Like we are always understood as being accompanied with medical appointments or talking about doctors, talking everything medical as if that's our only personality trait. If people think we have a personality trait or that we're all the same, that we all think the same, that we all talk the same, that we all do the same things. And you know, I get it. Like it's, it's a minority. It's not very well understood. And it's a minority that is not always seen as something that can be made equal. We're getting there, but still not quite close enough. We have a lot of progress to make yet on the journey of being seen as a normal participant of society. And so on today's episode, we're going to talk about ourselves in the disabled community as a whole as I'm a lover, not a patient. A lot of times that's what it feels like. People only see us as medical patients because we have medical conditions that fits our entire persona and the fullness of who we are, that we have no other interests, that we have no 
romantic interests or sexual interests in other people. And if we do, we are completely inept at it. We are seen as completely clueless as to how to approach those we are romantically or sexually interested in. And when we do, it's a complete shock and it's the number one news headline of the day. And yet we have to constantly remind even advocates who are all for disabled rights and normal disability lives, it's a constant reminder that, hey, we are not only patients. Our lives aren't hospitals because that's all the people here. When you hear about a medical person or a disabled person, it's always in the light of hospitalizations or they need a medical procedure done ASAP. It's like there are only struggles in life are medical struggles as if we have no other struggles to think about or worry about or stress about. And it becomes a stress in itself, feeling like our problems are one dimensional, that we are one dimensional people, one dimensional beings who barely fit the word being. What does it mean to be? It's a very interesting existential, existential, philosophical, and sociological, sociological discussion on what does it mean to be human when you don't feel like you're human? What does it mean to be human in different subcultures? Are we not human just because we are completely limited in our mobility and physique? Does the deformity to the physique affect the sociological perspective of what it means to be human? Or the philosophical argument of what it means to be human, to know ourselves or to deny ourselves, whatever it may be, to do and to act, to be, to love, all these things that have been pondered upon mankind throughout our time here. And it comes down to that simple statement. Again, I'm a lover, not a patient. We all have love interests, people we want to be with. At the very core, we all are addicted to comfort as a human species. We are addicted to love, addicted to not feeling alone and being with people who make us feel wanted and accepted. And we crave and the hunger for community, which is why we act out in different ways, why we act out in abnormal ways, even to find a niche that we can plug into and make us feel whole through the H-O-L-E hole in our hearts. 
that we want to fill in the void that we experience every day. Something to give us purpose, strength, direction, something to give us ideas of who we are. Anything to make us not remember for one minute to just forget that we are people who have to constantly battle medical issues. The constant dread of potential hospitalizations, the overbearing of doctor appointments, and the up and down good news and bad news of every appointment thereof. It's not a normal lifestyle. I will admit that. It's a new kind of anxiety that we never understood before. When we were children, it was just something we did. Our parents, our caregivers, took us to our medical appointments, which would be deemed as a little scary for anyone else, but it was second nature to us. Going to the children's hospitals of our states or our areas or the equivalent of what, wherever you are in the world, of what a children's medical facility would be like. For me, that was constant. We were down there almost every month, down at my state's children's hospital for medical appointments of the pulmonologist, just the dentist or even the eye doctor. Because I had a disability, along with many other people, Children's Hospital was our go-to. And so that became part of our personality, our psyche, our association. Everyone outside the disabled community associated us with being miracles that pop out of Children's Hospital every once in a while. That just getting a, a little cold makes the world stop spinning and everyone is concerned. Feeling like that any moment we're gonna die. That the slightest cough or sneeze or a headache, gastrointestinal issue, whatever it is, is gonna be our seal of fate that we are these fragile people, fragile dolls, that are so beyond precious that we are understood as inspiration only and nothing more. That we are patients who are in a constant battle of disease and illness, and that that's all our lives are. When we are barely looked upon from the inside, barely understood and seen as people who desire other people, who want to be heard just as anybody else, but don't always have the voice to do so. We are not patients. We are lovers. We love other things. We love other people. And oftentimes it is the hardest for us to love ourselves. How do we get past these things? 
and then we feel like we are too reserved and be, and that no one cares. We don't speak up on our other areas of life because people only want to hear the medical stories. That's when they listen. It's like we have to perform in the ways that we are seemed to be dispositioned as. Or I should say predispositioned. That we have no, there's nothing more to us and our personalities than sickness, disease, and the hospital. That we have nothing more about us. It's like someone who plays video games all the time is only understood as a gamer. When that person is going through other battles, has other interests, and a life outside of what is seen. And when I was growing up, it was always those Monday or Wednesday trips to the children's hospital, gone all day, and my siblings would come home from school waiting for my parents and I to get home. The constant idea that the disabled child is the one at center stage who needs the most attention, who needs the extra care and love. That there's all there is to it. That this child is going to get all these treatments and that we are not going to grow up into adults. So we have to, people need to spend a lot of time with us. It's that whole circus feeling that we are a precious artifact that needs to be observed and seen in a certain way for what people think it is and not for what it actually is. Just a normal person who just so happens to be unable to walk or have a normal brain or have a different kind of life that is suitable for others. No, it's always that disabled people are seen as precious children that need extra careful handling. That we are fragile, fragile, of course, and that it's all hospital gowns, hospital masks, and breathing tubes instead of roses, being loved, weddings, whatever it may be. It's like you are stuck at a constant inability barricade, I should say. You're stuck at a barricade that forbids you from entering the the collective subconscious of maturity. And then it becomes another battle of, do I become and pursue maturity for my own sake or just to prove to other people that I am capable? People always say you have nothing to prove and that there is nothing or there is no need to prove your personhood and your persona and your uniqueness and individualism to other people. But that is not the case because it's an all-around battle. 
just to get a glimpse into our normalhood that is actually there. We as disabled people have to fight so much more just for people to get a hint that we want to be treated like anybody else. That's it. Don't think of us as residents of a hospital or a, a medical doctor's buddy buddy or a pet just because we need a little more medical care than the average person. We too have your needs, your desires. Even when we look all innocent, angelic, and whatnot, we have those same feelings and thoughts and aspirations and cravings that which other people do not understand because it's second nature for everyone else. It's taken for granted. But the things we fight for as disabled people is a normal minute-by-minute, everyday way of life. And that's what's so hard. It's like, not only are we not seen as lovers, but when we are living and aspiring for normal livelihood and a higher quality of life, to us is a higher quality of life, even though it is the baseline of everyone else. To pursue our own jobs, to pursue love and sex, to pursue any kind of place in community and in society, whatever it is, there is more to us than being medical patients or being hospitalized. Our lives still continued beyond the life expectancies. Medical science is changing, always changing, constantly developing and growing. Life expectancies that we were all told in the 90s or for other people, 80s, 70s, and 60s are gradually becoming less of a standard. Disabled people are living longer. They're reaching maturity. They are finding creative and intuitive ways to have careers, to have marital lives, to have families and children and their own places to live. It's becoming more and more common and to see this happen, to see the shattering of sociological barriers right before our eyes is a miracle in itself because things are changing and we're being seen. There's a lot to do yet as far as like insurance goes and American healthcare especially. There's so much more to go. But the people are all over are finally waking up that there's more to us than doctors. Maybe there is more to us than wheelchairs or walkers. We're not the awkward intermediate stage between infancy and elderly. We are not the missing link between 
our two most frail, fragile stages of life. We are lovers, not patients. The way God sees us in fairness and love and equality is the way we want to be seen by everyone else. There's more to us than what's in the surface. There's more to us than what you were told about disabled people. That they are some kind of biological deformity in the genetic pool. There's more. There's always more. There's more about people we don't know about. There's more about people we don't understand or choose to not understand. And God sees all of us as great, loving, and beautiful because it is God's creation. And those who belong to God are his children. Let's pray together. Dear Lord God, I thank you so much for being with us in our struggles, even though we feel like we can never grow past our fears of disease and illness, feeling like we'll never get past the stigma of hospitals and that our lives are nothing but fear of dying and hospital gowns for pajamas and that life doesn't go beyond the hospital room. Lord God, you know how our lives are. We trust in you in all of our struggles, Lord. Be with all of us, Lord, who, even beyond disability, struggle with identity, who struggle with being seen more than whatever it is, Lord. You trust us with how much you love us. And we love you with how much you are with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you so much for listening to episode 50 of Handy Slap. We finally reached 50 episodes with all the craziness of life going on. I want to thank you and bless you for all that you are. Never give up. Always keep going. And it's okay to struggle. It's okay to not always be okay. Find some help. Talk to someone. You are not worthless. Whatever you're struggling with, we all understand in some way, and none of us are alone. Thank you so much. Take care. Stay safe. God bless. And as always, stay classy.